0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Truth Hurts. Today I want to talk to you guys about 9-11 as we are here 19 years later. And uh, moving into a different generation of people. Uh, A child who was 1 years old is 19 years old now, so they have no recollection. Uh, I like to think of uh, about 10-11 as a year that most people can recollect as they get older. So if you think about that, uh, you had to be at least 10 years old at that time, 91. So that person is uh, about to be 30 years old. So um, times ha- times times are moving on. But guys, I wanted to talk about 9-11 because 9-11 was one of the things that were, was responsible for me even making this podcast. Um, if you've ever listened to these podcasts before, there's been a few key events that I've spoken on that I would say, got me to think outside the box. I was not raised to think for anything. Uh, No uh, specific religious belief that made me believe something. There was not one person who was influencing my mind. I had nothing to gain from any sort of line of thought. Um, I would say generally up to about 25 years old. I was fairly normal. Um, I believed most standardized things, as they were told. I didn't question certain things just because I didn't feel the need to. Um, I went to work, I made money, I tried to learn the system of America. Uh, If anything, I was frustrated about was just um, probably all attributed to myself and how I'm going to just become really successful in life. So for me, when I ran into things, just like on a spiritual level, I, I never wanted to believe in a bunch of spiritual things or anything like that. It was just things that kept happening Almost to the point where you know you don't have a choice, or you'd have to honestly suppress or lie to yourself to ignore what's in your face, and that's how I began to question things. Um, it wasn't that I was looking for anything, and the first event that was, you know, really, uh, you know, mind-blowing was 9/11. And when it happened, um, I've said this before, but this is so interesting you know, I was obviously upset like everybody else was. I remember the first day saying something stupid about just blow up the whole Middle East. So that tells you how far into the matrix I was to just think that the Muslims are the only terrorists of the world or they're the worst. And the answer is blowing up a whole region, right? That's just a classic American foolish thought. Um, So that's just to put you into my mindset at that time. But you know i know and i knew at the time that you know things are not always as they seem um i was always suspicious of that war on terror that followed with bush and everything and, and their behavior really made me question it a little bit uh the story didn't really make full sense but like i said once again i didn't question it i mean i started to think like you know I've met some interesting white and black men during my life, and as Americans as a man and that hijacked plane and these Muslims doing this i I just didn't see everybody just kind of sitting there letting it happen i you know i i just i just i just I just felt like guys' looking at another guy and it's that you just got that fucking look like yo we gotta do something, and you got you know it's just that you gotta do something and you get three or four of those fucking guys that just like, hey, fuck this you're not going to fucking do this. So, so there, was, there were things like that that would come to my head. There were things uh, that didn't really add up. But like I said, I didn't think too deeply into it. And what started it was a gentleman that I worked with, he came to me one day, he said, look at this DVD. And it's about 9-11. I said, okay, fine. And that goes back to something that I've said before in the podcast as well. Uh, my preferred method of thought and information collection is suspicious of everything but open to new possibilities so we're like skeptics we're suspicious we don't just take anything in just because you tell me some conspiracy happened just because you tell me something's the truth i hear what you're saying i'm going to find evidence i'm going to find proof i'm going to find confirmations but if those evidence proofs and confirmations lead me (laughs) undeniably to a new conclusion i'm willing to accept that and that's uh, to me a the most powerful line of thought you can have because you're not going to be naive enough to believe anything somebody just tells you just because of who they are or what other context. But you also are not so closed-minded that you can't accept that you don't know it all and that um, you may have enough information presented to you to possibly take a new perspective. So that's how I kind of took the video. I went home, I watched it, uh, maybe not that day, maybe on the weekend, and my mind was blown. I watched it back maybe... 30 times that's how amazing it was i couldn't believe it it was the opening to something that i was like wow because when you watch the for in, in many of the now with 20 years later there are many documentaries uh documentaries that uh detail what happened but what was interesting about this one and most of them are the same was that it was just so many different what you would call coincidences And I always was skeptical of coincidences if there's more than a couple. You know, sometimes, like, they say the stars are aligned and things just happen. But a lot of times, when there's, like, three or more, you have to start looking. And I would compare that to a detective, you know. A detective goes to a crime scene, uh, uh, investigates a case. It's about making correlations and connections to things that make sense uh there's too many coincidences people start to look there right like a woman is murdered her boyfriend just happened to discover her they have history of domestic violence she had a restraining order but she just so happened to order food that day and it looks like she choked but he probably strangled her and the food was ordered on his phone not hers (laughs) right now for all we know the lady ordered food from his phone while they were trying to reconcile and she choked on it. But if you were a detective and you came to a scene like that, and that information was presented to you, while you wouldn't directly accuse the boyfriend, you would look at him as a person of interest because things are leading to to this person. You have motive and you have uh, coincidences that lead you to look at this individual. And that's what happened when I watched the 9-11 video. It's what opened my mind even more than what it was open at that time because you know every single thing from the beginning was just broken down and it was like this is amazing how they told the public this you know um and just a few things to run down uh the nanothermite that was found the the, which would make more sense for detonating this level of steel right these amazing steel frames the physicists and engineers who said that this couldn't happen from jet fuel they would need to have some sort of explosion like a nanothermite type of substance the connections for the companies that people that made nanothermite to the connection to the companies of the people that did the security services the connections of the company the people that all connected to bush and halliburton and rumsfeld and all these people that profited from the war and all of these people that were involved in the, the the insurance companies that were connected it was like it was just thing after thing and it was like all right at about 17 things like no way did Are these people connected to the same company that occupied this uh, uh, world trade for the last three years doing security services in the basement? The same people that uh, in 1993 investigated it and worked under the same people. And it was just like thing after thing, despite the things that didn't make sense, right? Like how, on, on the most basic level, things I think all people may have thought of, is like, how did these people train themselves to operate these airplanes, right? efficient enough to do it you know perfectly because if you look at what happened in the world trade center this is like that's like a skilled pilot to 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 hit that with precision to maybe come off and top like you know mess up a little bit you would have expected something like that so to pull off something like that to steal the planes right for the planes not to get shot down like what's up with air con- traffic control which is like I've said this many times in this podcast it's probably the most important part of the land sea well the sea and the air obviously uh because the land is easier to um monitor but how did how did uh the planes not get shot down how did nobody how how was there no resistance of of, these were planes full of people so it wasn't just one or two people on the plane how did nobody take over these planes and and why weren't the planes shot down how did was the guy so good to do it directly into it? How did the buildings fall? How did Building 7 fall? Mind you, Building 7 that fell 10 hours later, in 10 fucking seconds, was not even uh, listed in the, the commission's report. How could you not list a building that fell? And I'm not going to even go into all of the things, like the security stuff that was happening, that a lot of this looks like it's connected to, uh, securities trading and, and stuff that they were—insurance uh, scams that they were doing— that were set to have some investigations and a lot of those people that were investigating died and a lot of the evidence the like even i think rumsfeld uh mentioned like two trillion dollars that were missing on the 10th and then his area that had that information in the pentagon was hit and then subsequently the only other office was in building seven that just fell in 10 seconds and it wasn't even hit by a plane it's like you could not make this up if you were fucking stephen king or fucking oscar stone one of the fucking uh you know Oliver stone whatever like if you wrote the best movies like or you're the greatest storyteller you cannot make something disconnected up and like i said like many things the deeper you go it's like wow it's like not even a conspiracy uh it's just like literally slapping you in the face and i looked and i said all right i found out that people bought puts um I've gone into that in the first 9-11 video that I did, but you know, in a nutshell, a put is just basically betting that a stock's gonna go down. A call option is that it's gonna go up. Basically, you put some money, uh, which you, it's a little different than a stock. I'm not gonna get into the technicals, but long story short, if you buy puts on a company and the company goes down, you make money. If you buy calls and it, and the company goes up, you uh, make money. So a bunch of people or somebody, and actually a firm that's connected to the same people were were some of the people that were brought up for suspicious securities trading in the stocks that were connected to 9/11? I said, all right, whoever bought these puts in in an inordinate amount, right? That's clearly somebody who knew, even if they're not directly responsible. You would not buy an inordinate, you in your little world, go buy an inordinate amount of some some option and make a ton of money for no reason, like and you bought like something. Five thousand percent more than anybody else has bought you're gonna have the sec probably come to your door you know so how could this on this level happen and and and, and they just say oh no there's no connection so every single thing they showed, it was just thing after thing after thing the black no black box found but you found passports you got suspicious things at Dulles airport the people that were in control the same everybody like every single point where there was something suspicious from Dulles airport <laughs> to, not, to, 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 to ground zero to all of the places people within this kind of bush connection i'm just going to call it the bush connection were all connected and they had a, a role in an in a, in a integral part everywhere so when i saw this i was like it, it really left i kept watching it because i couldn't believe it and then i did more research and i started to just look and it was true and as i did other research i found things and i found things and i was like wow these people are these people are devils. So now, it did not shock me. Um, I learned very young that there was a lot of evil in this world and everybody might not even be human. Um, it's something I really believe. And I understand human power and, and, and wanting the best out of life, but you have to ask yourself as a, as a, as a normal individual, what would you give what is it what what would you possibly want is there even anything in the world that you want that would make you be a part of something like 9-11 ask yourself and there's probably nothing all the money a 100 virgins the biggest house uh anything you could think of and i don't know everybody's different but is there anything that you could think of that would power control access to anything and everything Is there anything that you would possibly want that would make you be involved with something like this? That's almost like a non-human thing. So it didn't shock me that people would do something like this. It just shocked me how the veil that was thrown over everybody's eyes and I started to learn how they did this. I was like, wow, they just get you so caught up emotionally into all these things, and you're so distracted, and you're so caught up emotionally, you don't even question the nuances and details and the common sense of things to when you really start to think about things from a logical standpoint. And a logical standpoint would say, all right, when something like this happens, it's very simple uh, from a few perspectives. One perspective is there's only a few people that can do things like this, a few groups, right? This is like... Um, same way there's only a few players in, a, in, a, in, a, in any sports game that can perform at a level. There's only a few doctors that can do a certain surgery. This is an elite thing. Uh, I've spoken about terrorism here before. And I said, listen, when you talk about making a pipe bomb and walking into a, a market, anybody can do that, to be honest with you. And I would also like to point out the fact that it doesn't happen more often shows you that there's not as much terrorism as people would like you to believe. Anybody can go on the internet, find out how to make a little BS bomb. You can study a few things and you could cause more trouble if you wanted to. But the reality is most people do not want to cause trouble. But that type of terroristic uh, attack people can do. You can maybe even wire a small building. You can get certain things done, but you're not going to infiltrate the world trade center simultaneously steal planes and attack the pentagon if you don't do that without inside help or you are the inside <laughs> it's either everybody's involved or some you got somebody somebody inside or very powerful had to help so if you think 19 random iraqis or whatever are responsible for this mm, that doesn't even make sense they would not be able to pull it off and i would also say if they were able to successfully pull off something like 9/11, if they had the capabilities, right? If they had the infrastructure, the intelligence, the communication systems, the connections to do something of the magnitude of 9/11, do you think in the in the last 20 years they would have not been able to do an event, three or four events that that's at least a fourth? Of the magnitude of 9-11 let alone hardly anything doesn't make sense if you got a 9-11 pulled off you mean to tell me that in the next 10 years you couldn't get anything similar or, or close of that magnitude pulled off mm, it's possible but it doesn't it doesn't it does it's not likely so As we're 19 years in and you hear about 9-11 and one thing that they like to do is, you know, the whole all the people we lost. And and, and it's really sad. But the reality is a lot of these people, um, firefighters, the regular people, they're dying to this day from the cancer related stuff. I knew I know actually a female who went down at the time and volunteered and she's sickly. So I'm like, wow, just all of the regular good people went out and did something. Now mind you, these same people still have trouble getting uh they, like I think that it just came out uh Trump actually defunded a little bit of the 9/11 relief fund. It's like, wow, just they just can't make these things up. Like no matter what you do, it's like never enough. How could any doctor, firefighter, anybody involved in 9/11 relief? Cuz mind you, they were asking volunteers, people were going down into that Voluntarily using their skills, using whatever God gave them and their uh, their intellect, their experience, their 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 knowledge and expertise to help out wherever they can. These people subsequently got cancer, got sick, died, and then those same people might not have had approval to get surgeries and stuff years later. So, eh, not really about the people. We really don't care about the people. Uh, but that's what they want you to focus on, and they never want you to focus on using your brain to question things. And some people say, why do you have to, well, because like, look at what people do. It's not, I'm not saying question something for somebody who just wants to steal a little bit of your shine at a party. I'm saying when buildings are brought down and thousands of people die, right? And a war is started on the back of that and the premise of that where more people die. And a lot of times in a country, remember, you hear about all the American deaths right here in America. Do you know how many people in in these uh, foreign countries die when we go in there? How many regular people that are just normal get killed? And you wonder why there's so much disdain? So it's a lot of deaths. Hundreds of thousands of people were killed that had nothing to do with this. So when you have these type of events, you have to question them. And one thing I will say, And I can't, I said, I said, when this COVID thing came out, it was, you know, uh, it reeked of 9-11 to me. I said, these are the same people. If it's not the same people, the same type of people, this is the same organization. And because it's it's a formula, it's a formula that once you are deep, you can smell it a thousand miles away because it's the same tools that they use over and over. Now, we know the media is complicit. We know that, but the the tools of fear the these events these events that just prolong longer than it should i remember from 9-11 to the whole to about 05s where the war was started just it was just every day just bombarded your life with this thing this one event that was constructed by somebody inside and they just made everybody's life about it um what made me initially suspicious of 9-11 and i've said this on many podcasts was at the time um in New York City they had this thing these warnings and this is when I used to watch the news and and foolishness and the warnings would say it was like today's a yellow day it would be an orange day or a red day or a green day so it's like you know the level of awareness and security you should have and I said okay this is whatever but like I've told you guys before instruction without reason without purpose is usually manipulative when you Implant a fear into me, and you don't give me actionable things to do. I ask, why did you even tell me this? So you're telling me that today's a yellow day, right? And then today's a red day. Okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to do on a red day, as opposed to yeah, am I just supposed to have my eyes more alert to somebody with the bomb? Like what the fuck is this? I don't. I'm a human being. I'm not a, a detective. I'm not an agent. I have to go to some job, whether I'm a banker, whether I'm a a lawyer, whether I'm a janitor. What the hell does telling me that it's a red day, just increasing fear. So do I take the the red, do I take the three train instead of the two train? Do I, like, what am I supposed to do? And there's no further instruction. So if I make some comparisons here to to our little COVID situation, do you notice the same thing? It's a, a simple set of things at first. Wash your hands, wear a mask. And then every day bombarded with death tolls and death tolls and death tolls and this and this and more fear with no actionable things. The people that that give you actionable stuff, the the bots, have been trained not to even listen to you. So go go on your site right now. Go on your website. Go on Twitter. Go anywhere and just tell people to make sure that they are getting a well-balanced diet and that they're exercising. And that they have so that they get their sun every day and get to make sure their vitamin D and vitamin C counts are up. Go tell them. <laughs> the people will actually get mad at you <laughs> for telling them to exercise and eat right and do the natural things that create the defenses in in, in, in your body and mind. That come. This is, these are things you should be doing regardless of any of these events. But that's how deep this uh paradigm is. Like this is like people. will get mad that you're not just saying what everybody else is saying the fear wear the mask right the mask say solves all this dirty mask but you're not even trained you've you've seen more evidence excuse me you've seen more instruction to wear a mask than you've seen uh instruction of how to use it properly instructions of how to maintain it and maintain its cleanliness just wear a mask right because it's psychological once you wear the mask you feel safer calms your anxiety and you feel like you're doing the right thing. Feels like you're doing the right thing. So that was one of the things, it was like these instructions without any action. And I didn't put it together fully. I was just like, I just used to get so angry. Like, what are you telling me this for? And I, I used to see like, it was like they're just trying to make us scare. Before I was really aware, I was like, I could see that they're just trying to scare us. Like, why are you telling me about a yellow day? Like, what does that even mean? And they never told you what it means. And they never will tell you what it means. So, Time goes on, and after, uh, I think that was 06 that I saw that documentary, um, you know, I, thing after thing after thing. I'm not going to detail all of it uh, in this one podcast, but it was it was just uh, alarming now that once you started to question things, and not for no reason, just when things did not smell right. And you start to see that there are formulas of this manipulation and this abuse that they do. And those who get too warm to this and too influential, they're just silenced. And in today's times, I've told you about this on other podcasts, that's what they're doing now. They're just directly silencing people, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that come with receipts, you know, everybody has an opinion. But like I said to me, if they would have, if that first documentary would have just had a guy with his opinion, I might have listened, but it wouldn't have been as strong. Like this was evidence from physicists. These were physicists saying that can't happen. They, they showed us said this melts at this degree, jet fuel burns to this degree, and it was like 20% off. So how the fuck did this melt this? How did this element melt this element and bring it down in a free fall, right? It doesn't, like, how does that happen? I, this is not my opinion. This is from people who are experts in nanothermite, people who are experts in engineering. These are people who know about explosives and know... Same way with any any sort of substance, there's 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 temperatures, right? That it freezes, that it turns to gas. So when I saw them say it, when I saw the firefighters who've been in hundreds of these buildings say, when you heard the thing, the firefighters on the scene were saying it sounded like the building was being detonated as you were running down heard the floor boom 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 boom, like the floor was detonated. So. If we don't know anything about 9-11, I think the most obvious thing is that the buildings were detonated. But that's not even something you might ask yourself, like, oh yeah, that has to be in the 9-11 commission. It's not. They they really say that the buildings just fell because of the impact. And they don't even mention building seven, which had a ton of the suspicious documents related to their uh, fraud and stuff. But regardless of that, they don't even mention right building seven which fell 10 fucking hours later in 10 seconds. This is the world you live in, guys. And I think like, I try to think to myself, what human being, even a fucking imbecile that hears me say something like this could honestly tell themselves some rationale for how a building fell in 10 seconds at like the free fall speed, you know, which is... Even if you didn't study, you don't have to study uh, demolitions to to know that this was demolished so all right somebody brought the buildings down who did who did you got silverstein saying we on on record saying we brought it down we decided to bring it down whatever but who would do this and more importantly how could that be done when i was i'm 40 years old i was 19 When I was, no, 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 when I was 17 and 18, right? When I was a a junior and um, senior in high school, you know, I was a young guy, I always liked to have my little money. And foolishly, I probably should have just went home and studied, but I always liked to go to work. And I would have jobs. And two of the, well, one of the main jobs I did at 17 and 18, I was a messenger. And it was really cool to me. I liked it because I got to go downtown uh, I got to go into all these nice buildings and into these offices. And then I would, you know, make my little money. And then I got to eat at nice restaurants and nice places. I get my pizza and stuff. So it was cool. And I'd make my little 250 And I could buy my hat, and my little clothes. And I could feel good about myself. But what was interesting about that job was uh, I remember specifically how uh, the World Trade Center was the hardest building and the most annoying building to deliver into every like literally I remember now I didn't know the importance of it before I I went to Goldman Sachs I went to like crazy big firms Citigroup banks all sorts of places other big law firms private equity firms and some were more secure than others but generally speaking you'd have some sort of Uh, you know security guards some would have a system of taking your name or ID others wouldn't they just wanted you to sign in so most places I would say 85 90 percent of the places were easy to deliver to but I remember every time I had to go to the World Trade Center it was so intense you could not breach the first level of this this is after 93 of course and I actually have a vision in my head, I think of the last time that I went to to that building, I remember just, there were all these, uh, almost look like turnstiles uh, that you had to walk through. But I remember you'd have to give your ID and they would scan it, and sometimes you couldn't even go up. It was a real intense thing that I could say that honestly, of all the buildings I ever delivered to in 97, 98, it was probably the most secure building. So you'd have to ask yourself, if you know that the buildings were detonated, how and who could have penetrated those buildings Long enough, periodically enough, to to place explosives. So now, without getting specific, uh, you can go and find a few companies that were connected to the same set of individuals that were working: one on the elevator shaft, one doing security, one running drills. So you say to yourself, hmm. So now the only way that because nobody's going to come in, right, and you know put that level of detonation inside of a building without like some sort of like these were had to be people that were cleared to enter this building this was not somebody that breached the building one day and just laced the whole building no effing way no way possible this is somebody who had access to the building and when you study and you see oh my god this uh there was an, uh, a group from Israel that was working on the elevators. It was just it's just so much, like I said, it's just overwhelming the connections. And you say, All right, how do we not find those people? Because mind you, the whole 9/11 thing, nobody's really been caught. Like that's the thing and it's like you start to realize, eh, when they never find somebody, it's maybe them <laughs> maybe it's us, right. So 20 years later, what is encouraging? And I I can't say this comparing this COVID madness to that. um, You still have mostly sheep. You know, people are just taught not to think. And I think it's overwhelming. I've talked to certain people before. I think I mentioned this a podcast or two ago. That I've talked to people that I know and are fairly smart individuals. And some have just said, like, they just don't want to know. People just can't think of this. And it's like... To think of the, that level of treachery It's just easier to accept the official narrative That some Muslims did it Right Just some Iraqis did it And just that's it You know And If they did So be it But nothing points to that So One of the last questions I think you ask yourself um, Other than Because the first question I think is Who would Who could even do this Right Because well, I think that if we are detectives, first thing we say, all right, who not only had the motive and we, which we're gonna get to, but who is even capable, especially when you have something big. This is not just one murder. This is something that would, this is like coordinated because we have so many things that were down. You have traffic control that happened to be running drills. Oh my God, right? There's always these drills when this stuff happens, right? Traffic control happened to be running drills. You have commandeer planes with cowards on them who nobody will do anything. That's already two things I don't think could happen. You have precision training that these guys were able to, um, you know, do this perfectly, right? Fly the planes perfectly, right? You have all of these events that just happened simultaneously. You have these bombs put inside the buildings. How did all of this happen? So when you get your few groups, the next thing is who benefited after? Go 5, 10, 15 years later, who actually had an incentive to do this who benefited from this type of stuff you know and when you go down that path it goes right back to those same people it goes back to the carlisle group it goes back to saic it goes back to Halliburton. it goes back to rumsfeld bush marvin bush george bush it goes back to brenner it goes back to the same Cast Of characters Who are all interrelated And connected with Every single part of it From the funding And the monies To the weapons production And the bullets And the vest To the suspicious cleanups the, the, Those same security agencies I told you Were the first people To get down to this place And start cleaning up Blocked everything off Cleaned up everything You have all those You have missing monies Billions of missing uh, dollars, shit was probably hauled off. Precious metals mysteriously missing. <sighs> so the people who are being investigated are probably up to scamming. Do another money shift, right? Always follow the money, follow the incentive and the money. So did these, did Iraq win these 19 Iraqis or whatever? Did did they win 20 years later? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was it worth it to them? You know, I guess you can spin a narrative to some foolish Americans that they just want to attack your freedom. (laughs) Oh, my God. As a guy who plays with finance, I can tell you this is not the freest country. Like, you're free to talk a little bit of shit, but it is not the freest country. There's so many rules and regulations. You'll be surprised if you start to dig into a lot of profit opportunities of what's available around the world and what you can't do in America. You just can't do it. Is not as free as you think. But it's not, that's not a reason people do things because they don't, they don't, they're, they're against your freedoms. What the fuck does somebody care about your freedoms? They want, either you're oppressing them, you're bothering them, or they want something from you. So do they want our freedom? They're not going to risk their lives and bring trouble to themselves to stop you from having freedoms. That's not how life works. And more importantly, You'll find out that Bush and these people—they've been—they were these Saddam, these people were all in. They were in. They trained. They—they—they they, they did business with the Bin Ladens for years. They—they tr- they did business with bin, uh, Saddam for years. They trained Bin Laden. These people worked with these people. So they would like to tell you that these people just went crazy and just no, 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 no. It's deeper than that. It's much, 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 much deeper than that. So, you ask yourself, all right, who is capable and who benefited? Well, I told you who benefited. Those who engaged in the war on terror, they benefited. Anybody who wants Americans under perpetual fear benefited. And like Rumsfeld famously said, He said, people don't create their reality. He said, we give you the new paradigm to live under. We create the events, and you follow. (laughs) I said, you got to be a, I said, these people have really mastered hidden in plain sight. Because I think when you talk to people like that, it's like, they can't even, they can't understand it. Like, no way he would just tell us what he's going to, yes, you fucking idiot. That's how people do it. (laughs) It's like the abuser. It's like, he just tell you, I'm going to abuse you. It tricks you. You don't know how to process these things. People say, why do these women stay in these relationships? It's confusing. I'm not making an excuse, but that's what happens. It's confusing. The man comes and he hits them, yells at them, but then does them a favor and has amazing sex with them. And they're fucking confused. They don't know what's going on. They can't accept it, too. Let me tell you. I like to think of myself as a truther and somebody who's connected to that side of life but ultimately i'm a human being and every time that i've yearned for something or somebody that's so bad i would ask myself what do i even want with this person? i always i'm always telling myself why i have to kill the part of me that even desires this person so i've dealt with some shitty people at times and i can tell you what kept me around longer and what even made me want to reconcile with these type of people were Part of the part of the reasoning was like, I could not even believe that I would, would have liked a person that was as bad as I was shown that a person was. It was like, I couldn't accept it. Like, no, they just were hurt. It's something I did. There has to be there. They will come, they will give. There has to be something else. And sometimes there's nothing else there to exactly what you think. But the point is, that's like part of the abuse where you can't even accept it. So Rumsfeld famously said that. And if you do enough research, you'll see the uh, preempts to 9-11, the talking about it a couple years before the whole thing was planned out. So clearly the people that had the motive, the infrastructure, and benefited were not a bunch of Arabs. Seemingly it was somebody connected to Halliburton, Carlisle Group, you know, uh, what's that other one? Uh, ssb uh, saic uh, and a few more groups a few more entities these were the people that benefited from what happened in in 9-11 years later when you look at it these are the people that made money billions and trillions of like ton not a million dollars like this is serious shifts of money and what you'll notice When you look at things Is that they have Like I said Some common things So it's an event It's some fear And then it's always Big money shifts What happened in 9-11 Was big money shifts What happened in 8 Big money shifts Right What happened with COVID Big money You see as always they, they They literally Fleece money And change the economy They change the world That's what they're doing with this They're literally changing the world In front of your eyes Giving you this whole new reality That people are just going along with Depressing you Taking your spirit Just making people angry and cre- Creating half of this unrest You're watching all this stuff Even the racial stuff What, what do you think sometimes The other people are not fighting Right With racism are not uh, Out Out uh, Bursting so much It's because things are a little bit better Right Things are a little bit better I always said with this COVID thing The the wealthy, depending on how you position, you might've been affected or whatnot, but if you went from 34 million to 26, you you can still pay the bills. I said, who this really affected was like middle class, a lot of middle class, well, put it like this. A lot of upper middle class became middle class. A lot of middle class became lower middle class. A lot of lower middle class became kind of poor. A lot of poor people became poverty stricken a lot of poverty stricken people became desolate and desperate and that's what they created they created this environment which would bring anger and bring unrest and bring it, it, it the exact thing that they wanted this this confusion the distractions people pitting against each other continuously stopping what some of us have been trying to get for a long time for everybody to wake up and understand what brings us together which is love and information and you know try to limit as much hate as we can within our hearts because we all have some so COVID is eerily similar to 9 11 where there's just things that don't make sense you know as i just saw another thing about opioid use up you got depression up you got suicides up (laughs) you're like all right now we have this thing that doesn't really kill kids seemingly is just killing old people and a few other people who are sick. Nobody's really knowing multiple people who died from it. It is something. It is bad. But it doesn't seem to add up. It doesn't seem like you would stop the whole world and make people poor. You tell people they can't go to work, but then, like, uh, are bills suspended? Like, how are you telling somebody life's over, but life's not over? Like, you still have to make... Because that, see, that world too might not trigger as much to like upper class people. And this is part of the division. You know, um, this is for people who are working and not working or making a lot and not making a lot, but check to check people. Uh, Even people with not significant, uh, don't have significant savings. To where it's like, they don't have six months. To wear a mask and stay in their bedroom like what's going on am i gonna die for sure like let's let's keep going you know um they don't have that and for them to be put in that situation is it's kind of crazy so guys um i'd advise you to you know research 9-11 if you're young please go watch a couple of those documentaries uh you'll see so many things you'll see the the hole in the pentagon it was not even they say a plane went through there. You'll see the sides of it. You'll say, where the fuck did the wings go? There's no picture of the wings. Things were probably missiles. If you're watching the videos of the 9-11 downtown and Ground Zero, you'll hear many people talking about the military helicopters that they saw around there, which would make sense that they respond. But right before the second blast, you'll just see thing after thing, study the, the links of people that were connected. Uh, and if you, like I said, always go to My Truth Hurts. Uh, At Truth Over Twitter page Because I actually posted a lot of this stuff this morning And uh, if you scroll down there I always have a constant flow of police abuse stuff Uh, I always tap in and show you how corrupt they are But other than that I touch on all sorts of topics Things you might not see elsewhere Melanin, giants, uh, history, certain things, certain people uh, quote-unquote conspiracies and but what I do is I link to information because like I said this is not my opinion and uh, I'm not telling you guys to believe me at all do your own research but I will say I don't have an agenda bro I I, I, I don't I, like my the way I make my money uh, it's not from this podcast I do have ads on this podcast and I think to date I've made60 dollars <laughs> and I do it because it's just motivating to see a number there but um I'm never going to probably make big money off of this. I make my money on my own. Um, I want nothing. I don't want fame. Um, I'm just presenting information. And uh, when things don't look right, I like to put it out there and have people look at it. Uh, The more minds looking at something, uh, the better it it will be understood. So guys, it's not really about waking people up, but it is about waking yourself up uh, so you can see what's happening when it's happening and you don't get caught up in the garbage 9-11 was definitely some sort of inside job who did it you can come up to that conclusion yourself but uh, i would encourage everybody to not accept the old oh, never forget and all that this is just it's bogus um we got to take a deep look at it look at that whole situation and you'll see it's very treacherous very very treacherous situation the, it was to me the beginning of this new world order. It was That was the trigger event which brought about the last 20 years, which have been, you know, you'd have to be at least 35 to know how life was before, that I'm 40. So uh, I grew up as a teenager in the 90s, and they made a stark difference. Uh, It was a stark change at at the beginning of the new millennium, and, and, and that event was definitely the beginning of it in these paradigms this war on terror which was part of you gotta say who benefits war on whenever you see war on there's a bigger agenda um and um you know culminating with this now and it's going to be worse because these people are never going to give up and that's what you realize you're just kind of waiting like oh maybe they've stopped they're never stopping <laughs> they will come with another distraction they'll kill somebody else to take your emotional energy um and 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 also keep fear inside of you the truth hurts hello everybody thanks for listening to the podcast Uh, We really appreciate it here. I just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments, suggestions, feedback, positive or negative. Anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcome here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and thinking forward. That email address is TTHBLKpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, TTHBLKpodcast.com at gmail.com once again that's t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com basically it's the truth hurts but lies kills uh podcast and it's just abbreviated so the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated uh put into six different letters followed by the word podcast as one long word right t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com please get in contact don't hesitate anything you can think of suggestions other podcasts anything that you feel is relevant trust me we will look at it we will engage and uh, we will push the agenda forward Mm -hmm. thanks a lot guys